So good afternoon, everybody. This is episode four of my new podcast channel. And I've been thinking of different ideas about what I could talk about, what might be quite interesting. And one of the topics I wanted to talk about was, as a Sunseeker salesman, what is my favourite Sunseeker? Now, that's a really, really hard question to answer. And uh, I've actually had to break it up into decades because there's certain boats from the decades that are my favourites and it wouldn't be fair to overlook any of those. So what I've done is I've separated it into pre-90s, pre-2000s, pre-2010s and then 2010 to the current day because it, 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 like I say in all of those decades are certain boats which I personally really like, some of which you may have heard of, some have not um, and if you haven't then have a Google, do a Google image search because I've done it myself, there's some great images of these boats out there so go and have a look. So let's start with the pre-90s. Now, the pre-90s really probably was one of the heydays for Sunseeker. It was uh, when Robert and his team were designing some of the most iconic boats at the time. They were so developed and futuristic in relation to what else was in the market. And the three boats which, to me, really stand out from that time frame, the Tomahawk 37, the Portofino 31, and, of course, the Malibu 47, which... It's one of those boats, unless you know about it, perhaps um, you wouldn't ever have heard about it, but it is it is a cool boat. But the, let's start with the smallest. So let's start with the Portofino 31. Um, the Portofino 40, 31, I think, really is such a good design. I mean, even now you go into the cockpit of them and the cockpit for the size of boat is great. Um, they've got a forward cabin or a forward sleeping area and then a little aft cabin which you could sort of crawl into so they can sleep four people um but the, the cockpit really to me what stands out on that boat is it gives you so much room for that size of boat great handling boat uh we sold a number of over the years a lot of them have got the the, the petrol with 271 volvos in and then the later ones have got the 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 KD 41s the 200 horsepower diesels some have been re-engined and you do see the odd boat that comes through with maybe d4s or cad 43s or something like that but on the whole the the, the AD 200s or 41s whatever people want to call them on the whole they also did um some updates so the early boats had like aluminium stainless uh, aluminium windscreens whereas the later ones had the stainless windscreens when just little tweaks like that made the later ones so much nicer the classic colour for me on those has got to be the grey hull with the blue band. Um, I think that's really the, the, the perfect colour for them. Um, a boat that the 31 morphed into was called a Portofino 32. And that also is a very nice boat. And really, the reasons it's so nice is probably because it's based on a 31. But enough on that. Let's then talk about the Tomahawk 37. Now, the Tomahawk 37... There's certain images of that boat, which I think you can imagine, you know, in Mallorca in the 80s, cruising along. They were designed for speed. So, uh, again, they had the, the Volvo V8s, the 271s. Some of them also had the 330 petrols. And then later boats had the CAD 42s and CAD 43s. And some have got AD 200s, to be fair, as well. Now, the 37-foot Tomahawk, although it's actually slightly longer than the 31, um, in volume-wise, accommodation, etc., is, is actually smaller. Um, it's a very sleek boat. And even now, um, it looks the part. As the 80s sort of disappeared into the early 90s, the 37 actually became the 37 Tomahawk Mark II. And that had uh, wings on the radar arch, uh, had steps on like louvers on the transom, tiny little changes. But if you know your Sunseekers, and there's a few things there that to look out for, um, both the Portofino 31 and the Tomahawk have got those iconic sort of 
round stainless um, scallops in the rear of the both sides port and starboard as engineering takes and they're just so cool um to me it's it's real sort of iconic sunseeker design and it goes to show you what great boats they were back then um the malibu 47 i have to admit i've been on one once um and i've never sold one but i've been on one once and it's a big boat the malibu 47 and at the time you can imagine there's a few images on google image search of the Malibu at the boat shows and it must have been such a cool boat back in the day you know it's a really big boat for the 80s so let's fast forward a bit and go um pre-2000 so in the pre-2000s you sort of got anything for the, obviously the 90s but there's three boats which stand out for me there's the Command 51 which is uh, for me quite a special boat the Subalk 48 Mark 1 I would add and the Renegade 60 now all of those boats Again, have a look. Um, they're all very special. The Subalk 48 was a real James Bond, um, 50-foot sports boat, open, very sexy-looking boat. Huge foredeck. I mean, the foredeck's got to be... I've never measured it, but the foredeck alone's got to be 25-foot, I imagine. It's just... The proportions of that boat are just absolutely awesome. Um, it was available with twins and triples. The triples were CAD 43s at the time. Um, and I believe some of the boats that went to the States actually had the triple Magnums in. Um, and they must have been awesome. Never been on a, on a triple-engined petrol Support 48. I've been on plenty of triple-engined diesel 48s. And the only thing I would say is the performance is a little bit slow. You think you've got three engines, but you'll struggle really to, certainly nowadays, to, to see 40 knots in them. Perhaps when they were new and the engines were fresh, then perhaps you'd get a bit more. Um, so that's the Seaport 48s. Again, have a look. Um, Camargue 51, now very fortunate as a family. We owned one of these for over 10 years. And that's why I said at the start there, it's it's got a special place for me. Because as a boat, I think it is absolutely beautiful. And it's got to be one of the best looking sun seekers, I think. Um, it was available as a twin and a free cabin option. A lot of them had the, the two-stroke Detroits in. Um, the one we had had the MAN 680s, which was a lovely combination. Uh, um, some of them had caterpillars, um, but the majority of them like, probably had the D Detroits in, and then the later boats, the MANs. The Kamara 51 had a tender garage, so there wasn't many boats in the 90s that had tender garages. Um, the Kamara 51 was designed to take a uh, small jet ski. Um, if you know your Sea-Doo's, then the Sea-Doo SPX generation, which now when you look at them looks so dated in relation to the jet skis of today. But um, it was a cool boat. Uh, we actually squeezed a little Zodiac in the back, which sort of fitted with a bit of persuasion and the tube being deflated. But the 51 Camargo, I think, is an absolutely beautiful boat. Great sea boat. We did over a thousand hours in that particular boat and uh, never missed a beat. The engines were awesome and it was a 40 knot boat. So when you actually think it was sort of pushing 30 tons uh, fully loaded, it would actually go faster than a Zuport 48, which is mad, really. Um, on the performance side again, which is an even faster boat, was the Renegade 60. Now, the Renegade 60 at the time was the, the flagship for the Sunseeker range and the, and the Renegade 60... Um, was jet powered it's the only Sunseeker or one of the only Sunseekers ever been made uh, as a jet powered boat um, the jets were run by big MANs I think from memory they were like 1500 mans or 1300 mans very complicated but as a performance boat um, by all accounts fantastic I went on one years ago when I was younger much younger um, uh, called Macandra which was in Poole and the chap who owned Sunseeker Sales group at the time or the son of them called Marcus Dodd he took me out on it and it was amazing I mean this thing did 40 knots and 
absolutely ginormous open cockpit boat um it was hard to was available but this one was an open cockpit so boat so a 60 foot open boat sort of tromping along at 40 plus knots was a sight to behold really and and a great uh, a great uh, image for the brand if we move now um to post 2000s there's three boats here which no particular order manhattan 50 manhattan 60 and a support 43 Manhattan 50, great boat, great all-rounder, and even now, they, they still fetch really, really strong money. There's not that many of them on the market, and when they come on the market, they sell. But it was one of the first boats in the market, really, to have the midships mid-cabin, which has become an industry standard now, really, for anything over 45 foot. Three cabins, like I say, midships cabin, great flybridge, very futuristic design when it first came out, and it, it was a really, really popular boat, sold very, very well. Manhattan 60, one of my favourite boats, and I often joke, I've never sold a Manhattan 60, and it's probably one of my all-time favourite boats. Um, it ticks all the boxes, it's three cabins, there's loads of space, there's very little compromises and head height, lots of room, it's got a hydraulic platform, just a really nice boat. Um, again, massively popular, it was a great med boat, um, but I've never sold one. I've had a few for sale, but unfortunately never actually closed the deal on them. I've got a client at the moment looking to buy one, and can I find him the right one? No, I can't. So perhaps it's one of those boats I'm just destined not to sell. Um, the other boat I mentioned there was the Seaport 43. Beautiful boat, um, was featured in the James Bond film um casino royale you may have seen that and it's the scene where the girl gets taken out to the baddies boat which is also a sun seeker 37 meter and uh, it was a special super hawk it didn't have any rear seats any sun pad just a big open deck but the real super hawks are brilliant they're triples twins arnesons volvos um there's different different options on the engines but great boat and even now they look they absolute they look fantastic they really do um not huge amount of accommodation but more than enough accommodation for a couple overnight um a nice sort of open layout uh cabin as such with a galley nice cockpit um, performance wise realistically on those you're looking between sort of late 30s realistically to to late 40s you might have seen a, one that will do 50 knots but a really nice looking boat um, let's go now from um, post 2010, so sort of more current day stuff, really. So on the current day stuff, um, where do we start? I mean, there's lots of boats there to have a look at. Um, the Predator 60 is one of my favourites. Uh, the Manhattan 52, which is really a replacement times two of the of the Manhattan 50, and also then the 28 meter, the Santiago 28 meter. Um, let's start with the Predator 60. So in 2010, Sunseeker brought out the Predator 60, which was, in my opinion, a real traditional Sunseeker. Lots of space, great day boat, great overnighter, great long distance, huge cockpit, massive cockpit. Um, very similar to that of the, if you know, the Predator 61 or Predator 68 from sort of the, the early 2000s. And it really ticked a lot of boxes for people. It had a hydraulic platform. It could also take a Williams 325. All of the cabins had plenty of space. Um, I was fortunate enough to sell one. Probably still now, the client who owns that boat will laugh if he ever hears this, but he probably won't get this far in the podcast. Um, but it was one of my favourite boats. Um, his particular boat's black. It's got the twin IPS 1200. It was one of the first sun seekers of the size to use the bigger IPS um, option. And that boat, I mean, new, I think it did 44 knots on the IPS 1200 beautifully effortlessly fast um you could have a shaft drive option as well which is up to the 1200 shafts um 
three cabins, uh, the master cabin's a really good size with a nice ensuite, forward cabin ensuite, and then a twin third cabin, which um, doesn't have its own heads, but shares the forward cabin. Brilliant boat, really, really good looking boat. The um, Manhattan 52 has to be on the list. I mean, that's a late, uh, a late 2010 plus boat because it was launched in 2017. Um, it was launched at a really attractive price by Sunseeker, which was really good for our sales guys because we had something really to dangle the current uh, in, in front of our clients. Um, it was futuristic. It was massive amounts of volume. I mean, even now, if you put it next to a Manhattan 50, which I mentioned sort of from the early 2000s, it, it's incredible for the same length of boat, how much more volume is. I mean, I remember when the 52 was first launched, we were told that if you didn't have the bigger platform, um, its LOA was 16 metres, which is exactly the same as what the 50 Manhattan was, which is just mind-blowing, really. Um, fortunate enough now, I think we've sold three, maybe almost four of those boats over the last couple of years, and every client has been so happy with the boat. Um, they run the D11725s, uh, 32 knots boat, probably, this, that sort of speed. So, you know, more than fast enough. The flybridge is absolutely vast. Um, as is the sort of accommodation wise you've got three cabins the third cabin doesn't have its own ensuite but um, is a twin option which is really nice um, hydraulic platform and they have a crew cabin so you can have the crew cab fit out which um, provides you either with lots of storage or a, a realistic cabin for one person with its own bathroom etc and that's where the washing machine etc is done there as well um Moving on to something slightly bigger there, and that's the Sunseeker 28 meter. Now, the 28 meter was a very radical design when it came out, and even now still holds its own in design terms. It won a number of awards um, for its design, and it, the ethos behind it was to be able to stand in the saloon and sort of look aft and have this wraparound glass effect, which wasn't quite 100%, but almost there. And it gave you this amazing view from the saloon, and that in combination with its cabin layout and its flybridge layout and its crew cab arrangement really meant it was the sort of ideal family slash charter boat. And it, it sold very, very well in good numbers to all markets. Um, I haven't sold one to date, I have to admit. Um, I've got a couple of clients out there that are looking for them, but I haven't actually done a deal on one yet. But they're good value now. You know, they represent very good value for money. And a lot of them have been skip and maintained and to a very high standard. But have a look at that. I definitely recommend on uh, Google Image Search to go and have a look. Um, there's lots of other boats which I think are definitely noteworthy to mention, but like I say, there there are a few that I thought you might like to just have a have a listen to. Why I like them, why I think they're good boats, and what I do think are good boats in those in those brackets. Um, have a look. Um, do go and have a look on Google and, and have a search for those boats. And I think what you'll be surprised at as well, if you're thinking about buying a boat just at what level you can get into it. So if we rewind to the earliness podcast, I was talking about Portofino 31s. You can buy a nice Portofino 31 now for probably £20,000. Um, and okay, yeah, it may not be perfect, but it's not going to be perfect. But it's a good boat. It's a very sound boat. And if you're willing to love and care and look after it, you can actually have a lot of fun with one of one of those boats. Um, and even boats such as the Manhattan 50, and we've just done a deal last week, I think at 325 for a boat that's in the mares. And that's a lot of boat for the money. A lot of boat for the money. Um, Seaport 48s now. I mean, you can buy a Seaport 48 for £100,000, maybe just over. And again, that's a lot of boat for the money. 
Um, beautiful performance, beautiful looking boat. So definitely go and have a look. And don't forget, please click subscribe to this podcast channel. Listen to my other podcasts. I'm quite new to this world. So what I'm doing is I'm starting to build up a bit of a library. And by which point um, I'm going to shout about it on my social media channels, which is Instagram at Sunseeker Tom. We're also on Facebook and uh, YouTube. So go and have a look at those channels. Feel free to message me. DM me, whatever you want to do. Um, but it'd be great to get some feedback. I'm starting to see some listens coming through now on the podcast, which is great. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, as I've said before, let me know if there's anything you'd like to know about. I've got some ideas. I've got some good content coming through. And we speak to you again soon. Thanks very much. <laughs>